Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out BlueWirePods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. This is a Web Canopy Studio production. Welcome, everybody. I hope everyone is having a good day, had a good week. It's Friday, and you're listening to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott and Tim Warsberger. Is it just us today? It's not just us. We have some special guests. Ladies, say hello. Hi. Hi, I'm Gabriella. I'm Ava. My daughters are here today. We were kind of throwing around ideas like we usually do, what would be interesting, what would be fun, and... Instead of the boring interview with a hockey player that no one cares about, like a Yarmer Yager or a Mario Lemieux, we had the, they wanted to do it, but we said, no, we're going to do my daughters. I think they will be more interesting. So we asked them to come on and they, they had to arrange their schedules, juggle some things, but they made it, they made it work. They made it work and they're here. So thank you girls for joining us on Dropping the Gloves. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for making time for us. I know you guys are busy right now, right? Yeah. Yep, yep, what you, yep. What are you busy with? What are you guys doing today? For a walk. We just finished up going to Aunt Patty's house. She has horses, and we rided one. So yesterday wow. we drove downstate to um, Daniel's aunt's house to pick up some stuff. And, yeah, she has a big big barn and field and pastures, and they have six horses, so the girls got the right horses. It was, it was like a – nice treat to kind of break up what's been going on lately so that was a good good change of pace but now we're back they we homeschool them so they just did school work and yeah it's it's a pretty simple life we live here so we thought we'd ask them some just random questions about hockey and just anything right some hockey hockey history trivia i think they know that stuff they don't even know my history trivia i bet you they can't even name two of the teams i played for Uh, all right girls let's hear it Name the teams that dad played for into the microphone. Your silence. Blackhawk. Oh, say that. The Blackhawk. The Blackhawks. Okay. That's one. Yes, Gabriella. Anything else? White team. The white team. That's not a team name. No. You guys went to so many of these games. The Red Hawks. The Red Hawks. No, not a team. Very disappointing. I'm very disappointing. So for the listeners, Ava is eight, turning nine, and Gabriella is six, turning seven. So they were around when I played. It's not like they're newborns and they were just out of it and weren't aware. They were aware of the teams I played for. How quickly we how, forget. How about the mascots? Do you remember the mascots that we had? No. Any of the cheers? Oh, yeah. I think there was a big bear. No big bears. I remember it. Oh, yeah, the Buffalo Sabres had a bear. Did they? Yeah, yeah their mascot. No, Sabretooth. Never mind. Oh, yeah. I remember our cheer. Ava was doing. What's the cheer? 
go dada now you know guys great cheer i, I taught him that <laughs> so anyways you don't remember the teams i played on do you remember anything about me playing hockey at all that you went into these smelly rooms <laughs> <laughs> do you remember going to the games what was that like for a kid going to the hockey games it was really exciting. We got to have all sorts of snacks, and, and we got to watch Dad play hockey, and there was big lights, and there was cotton candy, which we never got. What about you, Gabrielle? We had them nams, and there was a toy room, and we got Pandora, and then we got tons of sweets, and we got to stay up late, and Graham and Graham Scott were there. Yeah, so for everybody, <laughs> uh, the, the listeners, when kids go to games – some teams have really great setups and they have family rooms. Some are better than others. Some have toy rooms. Others have couches and TVs. Some have snacks. Some have like a full meal set up. And the kids wouldn't even watch the game. They would just go in that toy room and veg out. Most teams would have a babysitter in there so the moms can drop the kids off and go watch the games or just go and chat and have a drink somewhere. And the kids would just sit in the toy room and draw and play and eat snacks and just be wild. And then the moms would take the kids home usually after the second period or first period around that, that time. So they loved going to the games, but did you ever watch the game? Um, no. Did you watch it? Yeah. You, you watched it on the TV in the little room. Did you ever go in the stands and watch the game? Yes. yes. Did you like that? No. Why not? All except for when the big lights come on, then songs keep singing. Yeah, they, they need to be constantly entertained, Tim. There, there is no time during the day when I don't hear someone saying, I'm bored. What fun can be had right now? I want to have fun. What, what do you have for me? That's a constant in my day. So for so them to sit in the hockey seat. Yeah. Well, I guess so. I'm a clown in the house, and I just have to entertain you guys as best I can. I have one daughter. She literally wakes up, and she'll go, what fun, what does she say? What does Sophia say? She goes, I want to have fun today. What does she say? I want to do something fun. Yeah, I want to do something fun. Yeah, anyways, that's what's my the, life, Tim. What's the funnest thing that dad does with you? Uh, goes out to Aunt Patty and some- You can't say the one time we went to Aunt Patty for the horses. What? On a, on a regular day, what's the funnest yeah. thing he does? Says no. I say no a lot. That's not very fun. Watch movies. Yeah, we've watched a lot of movies. We're going to watch one tonight. We watched a lot of movies on the car ride. You guys are terrible interviewers right now. Yes, we are. No, we're not. <laughs> what? F- anyways, um, do you have any other questions for him, Tim? I want to hear about how the, the school's going and if, if mom and dad are good teachers. Oh, go ahead. Are, is, who's the better teacher, mom or dad? Dad, mom does way too much schoolwork. <laughs> what, what do I do as a teacher? You just do whatever books are lying around. What about you, Gabriela? <laughs> I like mom better. She lets me do tons of phonics, and my favorite book is phonics. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not too incredibly. Danielle is the one who drives the, the ship on the schoolwork, Tim. So That's funny. If, if, she, uh, if she needs something done, I'll take the reins. But, yeah, you, she usually is the one who gets things done. Anyways, is this interesting or is this just dud? No, this is good. So, so uh, ladies, we have a lot of people that listen to this show. What do you want to say to them before you sign off? Hi. And goodbye. You're going to hear your voice tomorrow when we listen to this. So is there anything you want to say to yourself? 
Hi, Ava. <laughs> Hi, Gabriella. And there it is, everybody. Ava and Gabriella Scott joining the podcast. All right, girls, you can exit stage right. You can head upstairs and watch your show with your sisters. Goodbye. Yep. See ya. Bye, girls. Bye. That went about as expected. Just <laughs> completely scattered and not interesting at all. So it'll be the last time we do that. <laughs> yeah, I thought they would be all excited. They they got shy though. No, they, this has, she's like giving me the evil eye and shaking her head no. It's so funny. They have all these great answers before um, they jump on and then they get on here and they just kind of freeze right up. All right, I'm back. I had to go put a new show on for them. There's nothing worse than throwing a show on or trying to put a show on for a kid and then you have them piping in the background. I don't want to watch this one. We already want this one. I want something different. It's like you're getting a show. Be grateful and just enjoy it. You know, they don't, ugh, that stuff drives me crazy. Drives me bonkers. <laughs> I, I don't give them any shows, but like it's raining. We're in quarantine. Danielle's gone. So I was like, throw a show on, leave. And they're just always complaining sometimes. Whatever. There's good days and bad days, Tim. Today is one of those days where it's not terrible, but I've had better. Anyways, they're gone. Let's talk about hockey. I want to talk about that tweet you sent out the other day. Asking the, pet, about, the pet peeves. I, yeah. love to, I love to interact with the people. I'm a man of the people, Tim. You know that? It's um, funny I was voted though, into like, the All-Star game. Yeah, what's funny about it, Tim? Well, you got thousands of responses, so I don't know if it's a combination of people wanting to air their grievances or people just like, you know, their they're pent-up energy during quarantine. They have to just get it out there. Um, but a lot of responses, and some of them were just so funny. I wanted to highlight a couple of them. Um, a lot so there, of a lot of good ones, yes. There were like 3,000, and, and you can't possibly read all of them. Some of them I did. Like, I read them all. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> some people said just like Brad Marchand was their hockey pet peeve, or Pierre Maguire. Um, one was the, the penalty for delay of game for chipping the puck over the, over the, uh, the glass. They don't yeah. think it could be a penalty. That's a good one. Um, one was when fans yell, shoot it constantly when their team's on the power play <laughs> that is a pet peeve of players 100 yeah. when you're sitting on the bench and all you hear is shoot it it's like, <laughs> we're not gonna score it's that's actually really funny and someone else replied to that one said when i yell shoot it and they don't listen to me <laughs> <laughs> um one of one of the best ones i think was and it's more of a serious one but a pet peeve was like when there's a big hit and all of a sudden you have to answer the bell even though it was a clean hit what are your thoughts yeah, on that? That's, um, that has crept into the game in the last 10 years. And I think it's due to the instigating rule. And I, and I know I always beat this drum, but back in the day, you didn't have as many big hits as you have nowadays. And I'm not saying I go back and watch games in the 50s and 60s and 70s, but just from talking to the older generation, they said you didn't have those massive open ice hits that you have these days. So you never really had to answer a bell for someone really nailing somebody because you had the instigator rule. You were, now you have the instigator rule. Back then you didn't have it. So you were afraid to hit people. If you buried somebody, you were going to get dealt with pretty quick. So the guys weren't running around like chickens with their heads cuts off, head cut off. So I feel like this is a direct result of the instigator rule where you give someone a free pass to go around and bury people and you don't have to answer the bell. 
and guys do it. And so if there's a really, really big hit, you guys get jumped and they, they get a penalty. I, and I know it, I'm kind of talking myself in circles here, but I think this is a direct result of the instigator rule where that's just a part of the game now where guys are just running around and burying people. And every once in a while, if there's a really, really egregious hit, someone jumps them. I'm not a fan of it. I'm all for a clean hit. I've, I've said that forever. If it's a clean hit, you got to let them play. But 30 years ago, there was not these type of hits in the game. Like maybe once in a while, it wasn't at the same level as it is now. And, and I hate to be the fighter saying they could take out the instigator rule, but you should. I think that one rule, if I'm going to have a pet peeve, it's the instigator rule. I think that one rule has had more of an effect on the game than any other rule you can think of. I think it's changed it for the worse in so many ways. And I'll argue people to the day I die about that. I think it's a terrible, terrible rule. I think it's opened up the game to so much hacking and slashing and chippiness and terrible plays and dirty hits and just melting off and stuff you would never have dreamed of doing 20, 30 years ago. And I'm not trying to say, oh, it was so good years and years ago. There's a lot of good things in the game now. The game's faster. It's more skilled. It's, it's more enjoyable to watch in a lot of ways because there's not that clutching and grabbing. You can see the skill of the players. But I think you lose a lot by taking out the fear factor of being dealt with and having someone grab you by the collar and clean your clock. I think you need that in hockey to kind of keep everyone honest. You don't want to see guys slashing McDavid in the hand after the whistle or cross-checking Stamkos in the back or taking a run at somebody. You would – it just spawned a new type of player by putting in the instigator rule. And I could go down the list of players that would not exist in this game if that rule wasn't in place. Guys like uh, the Colettas, the Ronaldos, the, even the Reeves, guys like that, they would not exist in my opinion just because they are – they're there to hit. They are there to just go around and bury guys, and that's their job. So, I don't know. Pet peeves, yes. It is a pet peeve when someone runs a guy and he's jumped, but the result of that is the instigator role. That, that's just my two cents. No one listens to me, but that, that's one of the results of that s- stupid rule. Anyways. <laughs> went off quite a, quite a tangent there, but obviously you feel pretty strongly about it. Well, it's just, it's just one of those things where – you think you're doing something good. It's like, okay, we're going to put this rule in to stop the bench clearing brawls or to stop this and stop that. They didn't think about the effect it would have on so many aspects of the game. And it just really, it really does affect a lot of the game. And no, I don't think the average Joe fan realizes it, but to have someone sitting there yapping at your top guy and slashing them and chirping them and this and that, and he comes to your face, he's like, do it, jump me. It just is so maddening. Like the guys want you to jump them, then they turtle and you get two minutes and they get a power play and they win just for being a piece of garbage. It just, it's, it, it's counterintuitive to what it means to be a hockey player, in my opinion. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB. You never know. We're, we're coming back potentially. But you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, guess what? You'd be wrong, buddy. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, they are bringing Vegas to you. Tim, are you missing the NFL? I sure am. No problem. 
because Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations that you can bet on. You play Madden NFL 20, Tim? Not very well. No, you you got to get on there. I make some money on you. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, the stock prices, and even the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. I once ate eight hot dogs in a minute. You believe that? And they are all open 24 hours a day and all online. Go to betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. Bet online. It is your online wagering solution. Okay. Um, so <laughs> Okay. Last last one I want to touch on. This is from uh, Stu Cohen replied. He's a writer from the Montreal Gazette. Talking about why... I know Stu. I know Stu. Okay. So he said it drives him nuts how, how players have to wear suits and kind of have this little fashion show for that short walk from the bus to the, the, the dressing room. Because it doesn't matter before that. It doesn't matter after that. Maybe post-game presser. But it's, but it's required. So what are your thoughts on that? Was that annoying? It was annoying when you were on the road. I think it was very frustrating to, especially in the AHL, because you would have these long bus trips and no one would see you in the AHL. You would go from the rink to the bus and literally you would see nobody. And then you would have to jump out of your suit and change into your sweats on the bus where it's super cramped. But I agree. If you're a road team, I think you should tone it down a little bit. I I do think you have to look professional. That's just my opinion. I think it, when you see the players enter the building and you see the football guys, the basketball guys and the hockey guys, I think the hockey guys always look sharp. And then I see the basketball guys and a lot of them look like clowns. And it's just like this, who can dress weirder contest and Russell Wilson wins every time. Cause he looks like a, like a weirdo Russell, every time he shows Westbrook. up. Russell Westbrook. Well, what did I say? Russell Wilson. Or him too. No, Wilson, all Russell Wilson always looks good, but Westbrook. Yeah. Like, what are you wearing, man? So I, I enjoy wearing the suits. I think everyone looks really sharp and it kind of sets the tone that you're here for work. This is business. We're, we're coming here to do a job rather than like showing up in sweatpants and a t-shirt and you don't look like you're taking yourself serious. But uh, I think to kind of switch it up on the road, if it's a quick turnaround or you're jumping on the plane, maybe you could have team issued sweats or something, or you don't have to wear a tie. I know some teams do that, or you don't have to wear a blazer. Maybe you could wear a sweater with a collared shirt, but I don't know. I don't agree with Stu. I like when players dress up and look nice. Okay. What do you feel? How do you feel about that, Tim? Well, I mean, I, I, I never really thought of the home versus away thing. Again, it's not the kind of thing a fan would even think about, but um, you can look really nice without having to wear a suit, right? Like a nice sweater, even like a nice pair of jeans, like khakis, a button down, or even a blazer without a tie or something like there's a whole, the whole other realm of looking good in fashion without and maybe a suit could be something like a playoff beer. Like it starts in the playoffs. I agree. You, you can look good in jeans or khakis or this and that. But I think once you wear a suit, it sets it apart. A suit is on a different level than looking good. And I, I'm of the mind where I'm doing a job. This is my job. I'm, I'm dressed to win. I'm just like – it's funny. When I would get dressed to go to the game and it was a home game, that was my routine. I would, I would lock in, you know, I'm putting the tie on, I'm putting my shirt on, I'm putting my, my shoes on. Like that was the whole process for me. 
and I, I'm shifting from like, okay, regular John to like game mode where I'm like, okay, I'm focusing on the game. So it was, it actually did mean something to me when I like would lay out my suit and throw it on. So that's funny. Um, all right. I'm going to throw one more at you from right. former player, Carlo Koliakovo. Carlo loves him some Twitter. He does. That guy replies to every tweet I throw out there. I could throw out a tweet, Carlo smells like dog poo, and he would respond. They kind of do. <laughs> Loves <laughs> tweeting that guy. He, good point. Mine's uh, so good shower. Uh, he gave two analytics versus eye test. Um, but this, the second one is he talked about college free agent signings that stepped right into the NHL after the seasons are over and playing over guys who have been grinding all year for a roster spot. Yeah, it's frustrating. It, hap- it happened to me, and the guy wasn't um, from college, but when I was in Chicago, Marcus Kruger stepped right in and stepped over me in the playoffs. His first game in the NHL was game seven. No way. And I was like, what is going on? Yeah, he played over me in game seven and lost, uh, lost game seven against Vancouver. But, yeah, I agree. But, again, that's above our pay grade. They signed these guys out of college, and – most of the time they're pretty top end players, you know, but what are yeah. you going to do? It's just, it's just a part of the business. If you're able to make that jump and step right into usually a pretty intense moment for players, like it's the end of the season, you're making a push for the playoffs. Like kudos. It doesn't happen often. You know, it, I'll, I'll just say that. So, yeah. I mean like what Tory Krug did in 2013 was like crazy. Like he just yeah. got up from the second he just, he stepped on the ice, but then like for every one of him, there's so many players that were like, they're still NHL players. Don't get me wrong. Like they're good. They're good defensemen, but they're like, they were supposed to be stars and they weren't like Danny DeKaiser was a huge yeah. free agent signing out of college. Justin Schultz, um, Chris Kreider. And like, no, no, they're all good players, but they, they never really, should they be taking a roster spot from someone who was already there? I don't know. You know? Yeah. I, I think you give them a, um, a tryout and if they, you know, sink or swim and those guys actually did considering they did okay. Like, they played fairly well. They made in the league. Kreider's, you know, a top two-line guy, and, you know, Dick Kaiser's garbage. And so Schultz is a good puck mover. But, yeah, I, Carlo, I agree with you a little bit. I've had my spot taken by quite a few guys stepping in, into the program from college. But you just kind of kind of roll with the punches, man. Look at your paycheck and just go, man, it doesn't matter too much. <laughs> yeah. It is what it is. Well, should we touch on the puck over the glass? I disagree with that. I like that rule. I don't like the rule. I think, it's a, I think it's a good rule. I think people forget hockey before that rule came in where if you just got under pressure, you just fired over the glass and end it. The goalies would rip it into the, into the netting, and then the, the zone time would be over. I think it was one of the good rules that was put in. I, I enjoy it. I, I see it more of like icing where it's maybe you don't, get to, you don't get to change it up. You don't get to change lines. But why, it's almost never intentional. So why, why punish the team like that and give them a, a penalty? I don't know. Well, I, you make a good point. It, it is almost like icing. Right. That's so actually a like, really good point. Yeah, so you don't get to change it up. So if you use that as an, as an excuse to get a whistle, fine, but you still can't put a fresh line out there. Yeah, I, I could see that would actually be okay. I, I would be okay with that. I just, I just know when I used to play, when I used to just <laughs> – when I was in trouble, it's going over the glass heavy. Even if I'm facing my zone, I would rip it into the netting. Like, get it out of here. And I would, I would do that quite a bit because I would be under pressure a lot of times. So, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I, I think that would be a good transition from that rule. I like that, Tim. I don't agree with you much, but I think that would be a good option to get rid of the penalty. Can we get Gary on the show and talk about it? I'll send him a text right now. I'll shoot him, <laughs> I'll shoot him a message. 
He's probably got my number blocked by now. <laughs> All right. Do you want to end with a quick call or not? Yes. This is a quick show, quick episode. I like it. Yeah. Um, all right. Do you have someone in mind? Or do you want me to throw somebody out? It's so funny when you just like blow me off and just keep moving. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Let's go. Yeah. 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 Come on. <laughs> yeah. Beat it. Loser. Yeah. You go first. So I'm going to throw a player out and I think it might not be a yes or no answer. It might be a too soon to tell, but I want to hear your initial thoughts so far based on his career. Still 10 years of, of, of uh, body of work. John Tavares. Oh boy. Um, he was drafted in 09, 10. That was his first season. So it's literally been exactly 10 years, maybe 11. Um, I'll say yes. Okay. Well, I think why. he is a elite player where he was the best player in the league, almost arguably for a good handful of his years, early years, especially he was lighting up the scoreboard and stuff. Um, he needs, I think, to push him over the top. He's never won any major awards, right? He's never won any MVPs or never won any Selkies or no, never, nothing like All-Star. that. He was a Hart finalist once, but that's it. Hmm. All rookie team. Yeah, which doesn't mean much. Man, it's Olympic funny. I what what are his point totals look like? He's never he's never had ninety points in a season. Interesting. Um, now now I'm leaning towards no. I didn't I I thought he was throwing up at least a hundred points a few times five, four, oh, five years ago. Last year he put up his career high with eighty eight. Um, really? Interesting. Yep. Yep. So, so well, here's a caveat though. In thirteen fourteen he must have got hurt, but in fifty nine games he put up sixty six, which would probably be around the hundred point mark. That would be. If he dies today, the answer is no. Do you do you think so so okay, so it's is it too soon to tell, do you think? Well, yeah, he's still playing. I think the verdict is out, much like we talked about Getzlaff and Perry and those yeah, guys. Yeah, but there are plenty of guys who are playing that are absolutely Hall of Famers. I don't think there's that many guys who are locks right now for the Hall of Fame that are still playing. I, there's, I think there's probably like 20, 25 okay. that are locks. Okay, that's a lot. Sorry. There's seven, 700 guys in the league. I think, well, who are – name off so – rattle off some locks, like Ovechkin, Crosby. Jumbo, Crosby, Kane. Henrik Lundqvist probably. Kane. Kane. Taze. He's not a lock, I don't think. I think, yeah, he's got to be a lock. I think he's a lock. Chara is a lock. I don't – Chara's a lock. Stop it. Um, no, I, he's, he might be a first ballot. Maybe, um, yeah. I would say he's a lock. There, there is a few, quite a few. Yeah. But um, back to your guy, um, Johnny T. Now I'm, now I'm switching. I'm going to say no. Now I'm changing my mind. Unless he does something drastic in the next four or five years of his career and wins a cup in Toronto, if he does that, that'll put him over the top without a doubt. But if he doesn't and he continues with the 75, 80 points for the next six years, I say no. Yeah. Okay. I'll say um, no. I think that's a good that's a good rule. He did have his career high, like I said last year. If he if he puts up a hundred points a couple of times and wins the cup, I think maybe it changes. But that I was agree. actually one of that was one of the pet peeves is that you need to measure you need a cup in order to measure someone's career. That was someone's pet peeve that they think you shouldn't have to do that. The cup should And I agree. I, I don't think a cup really defines your career because you could be a, a a doofus and win a cup like yeah. i don't think a cup defined ray bork's career you know what i mean yeah 
just a nice cherry on so, top. Okay, I got one. So he was the best at his position for almost 15 years. What? Yeah, at his job. He was the best at his job for arguably 15 years. He was a polarizing player. He won a ton of games. He won many, many, many Stanley Cups. I think he won four or three. He almost played in a thousand games. Um, Marty McSorley. Oh. <laughs> so he, he put up decent points for, for his role. He, he put up 359 points. Not like obviously scoring a ton, but that's not bad stats. It's a point better than a point every three games. So yeah, you could have done that on Gretzky's line. Couldn't you? He was not on Gretzky's line all the time. Like he obviously benefited a little bit, but he was a decent player, put up a point every three games, like, which is not bad, but I think where you have to kind of maybe look at it differently is he, he served his role. Fantastic. Like he protected Gretzky. He fought all comers. He, got over 3000 penalty minutes why not reward someone for doing their job perfectly you know what i mean i was going to do bob probert they both have the same stats they both have similar games played and i just chose mcsorley because i know them but they have eerily similar stats where they almost played the same amount of games probert scored a little bit more goals mcsorley had more assists but like they're within 20 points of each other so like they're they're either way they're within 100 penalty minutes like they're very similar players i just know mcsorley so i picked him but does picking probert kind of sway you anymore no and i I also think about like the hall of fame has to be more than just talent they're they're ambassadors for the game it's like the best of the best in all facets and mcsorley obviously has that controversial incident with with brashear where i mean opinions of it aside I think it would cause too much of a fuss and too much negative attention to the hall, to the league, to the game. That it's probably not something that they're going to, not a road they're going to go down. Yeah. What about um, Probert then? I don't know enough about him. Uh, I mean, I know who he is, but very I, polarizing I, guy, like was banned from playing in Canada because he got busted with drugs across the border, protected Iserman for years, went to the Blackhawks, was a stud consistently getting like, 30 to 40 points a year. He had 62 points one year, made the all-star game, 400 penalty minutes. Like he's a decent player. I think, I don't know. How can you have that conversation when you're saying like, you don't think Tavares or Getzloff are going to make the hall? Because I don't think they were the best at their position, their role. I think there was better skill guys than them. When you're looking at a fighter, which is a role or a goalie, which is a role. And you could do the same thing for a grinder. Like a, like a defensive forward type player who doesn't put up many points, but his face-off numbers are through the roof. He was a lockdown player. He was always crazy plus, like stuff like that. I'm just, I'm just trying to think outside the box. Everyone just looks at the, at the goals and assists where there's more to the game than just getting points. Yeah. That's all I'm trying to say. And I think if, if you look at fighters throughout the ages, the ones that did it the best were the Proberts and McSorleys because they put up points and they were able to contribute. I wasn't. I was. If I were able to put up points, I'd still be playing. If I could throw up twenty-five points a year, I'd still be playing. I, I couldn't do it. I wasn't skilled enough. So, when are we getting just, uh, McSorley on the on the show? Whenever, whenever we want. I, I text back and forth with him. He kind of out in California. He's busy, but we can get him on. Definitely. 
Definitely. That'd be fun. But so what would you say? Gut, gut reaction to McSorley or Probert? No. No. Okay. That says a lot about your personality. <laughs> well, is your gut reaction? Yes. I would like to see. Yes. I would like to shake things up rather than right. throw someone in. Who's just, you have to put someone in. So who's got the next most points put a guy in who was the best at his position for over a decade, who was feared by every single guy in the ice who changed the game more than a guy who throws 70 points in a year. That's a good argument. Probert changed the game more than a guy who would put 70 points on the board. That's actually really, really telling. So yeah, that's a good, that's a good thing. Dang uh, any, right. It is any closing thoughts. Um, no, I don't know. Do you have any closing thoughts? You kind of no. caught me off guard, Tim. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I, I, sorry, go ahead. I think for next episode, we're going to do the uh, worst team ever salary cap. I really want to do that. So an entire entire 20-team roster again? 20-player? Yeah. 20-team, 20, 22-23-guy roster. You have to draft the worst possible team by filling out the salary cap and you have to max it. You have to come within 500,000 of the, the cap. So of 83 million. That, I mean, that alone is hard though. Like just the math of it. Yeah, I know. We, we you got to do it. You got to do it. I get your, get your thinking do, cap on. I'm going to do some thinking over the weekend. This is going to be fun. So you will have to draft decent players, but I think there's a lot of guys you can pick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Think about it. And you fans, think about it too. And I don't want you throwing out any tweets on the Drop-In Gloves website and getting some (laughs) intel because that's what Tim does. He'll throw a tweet out there, and then he has all these special players that I I don't have access to because Tim does the Drop-In the Gloves um, Twitter, and I I don't go on there. It's available online, John. I don't – listen, I ain't got time for that. I have been – I have been people adding me on Xbox to play, uh, and they've been chatting with fans playing NHL on Xbox and adding me on Twitter. It's it's been fun. Well, fans just want free swag. That's why. They're just like, oh, Tim's – he's an easy win. And they get a free T-shirt out of the deal. A one-time thing. I played two games and lost them both and sending swag out to all corners of the globe. I know. And it's not cheap to send out a shirt. No. No, it won't do that again. But, yes, we'll do that next week. Um – I hope everyone has a good week. Country's opening up. That's exciting. And we will see you. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter at dropping underscore gloves for episode highlights, behind-the-scenes content, sneak peeks, and giveaways. Check out johnscottallstar.com slash shop for merchandise, including T-shirts, hats, hoodies, and so much more. And please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's so important to helping us grow so we can keep delivering the hockey content and interviews with the players you love. Thanks, and see you next time.